0: Colossians three one four. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will then you also will appear with him in glory.
1: Abundant life, Christ. Left. Servant to be a Lord Himself did He His he, his left, left in faith, faith And abundant, I live With Abundant life Christ grants to us To us past measure, measure To His incorruptible treasure Grace to set free amazing. Bequeath me is purity, so that I might live abundantly. Abundant life, Christ pleads for us in dark temptation and saves us from condemnation. Rescue that sea, open that sweet story, save so that I might live eternal.
0: today we are celebrating Father's Day, I thought it would be a wonderful opportunity for us to look at our Heavenly Father, the Father of life itself. You know, last week we looked at how only God has true immortality just in and of himself, and he has chosen to give life to all of creation around us. Now, what I want us to do is just kind of take a look at a few select passages from John, from John's gospel and there's a very particular reason why I want us to look at John's gospel and that actually comes at the end of John's gospel whenever he tells us the reason why he wrote it at the end of John in John chapter 20 verse 31 we read but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah the Son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name So John tells us the very reason why he wrote about these things why he recorded these things was so that of course we can believe that Jesus is the Messiah okay we get that but also by believing you may have life in his name it's so powerful it's so wonderful to understand the life that we can have through the name of Jesus Christ because of this plan that God has had since before the creation of the world Uh, speaking of the creation of the world that's actually how John starts his gospel. So now that we looked at the very end, we're going to go back to the very beginning of John's gospel and take a look at at a few things. Not even all the things we can learn about life from John, but just some things we can learn throughout it. And you'll notice the relationship between our heavenly Father and uh, our older brother Jesus Christ, and the 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 part that He played in all of this, of course, but also the part that we play in it and the benefit for which we get. Life itself, it's such a wonderful thing to realize that. So beginning at the first few verses of John's gospel, he starts it off like this. I love this beginning. He says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. One of the big themes throughout the entire gospel of John and really all of John's writings is this life, also this light. You'll notice the, the connections between these, but we find in verse three that make no mistake about it at all. What John is is going back to the very beginning of all creation and he is saying through him, through God, through Jesus Christ, all things were made. You know what that means? That means that God is the ultimate father. Because you know, yes, I know that we don't always like those those genealogies that so and so beget so and so beget so and so, you know, or so and so was the father of so and so. And you know, we don't always like those those lengthy lists. Um, however, if you if you look at them, you know, ultimately, if you just keep backing it up and and say, okay, well, who was his father? Who was his father? And then you go back to Adam, who was Adam's father? Adam's father was our heavenly father, was God, God Himself. God is the one that ultimately has given life, he started life, and all life is still found in him. We see this, this wonderful image that this life was the light of all mankind. That light, it does shine in the darkness. And Jesus himself in another gospel tells us to be the light of the world. It's not because we have this light in and of ourselves, although some people try to kind of think about it like that, but really it's not our light that we are shining. It is the light of God that we are reflecting. We are reflecting the light and this life of God throughout this dark world around us. And John's gospel starts off with that, telling us that God is the one who has started everything off. He is the one who gives us life. In fact, I would say that without him, you can't have life. Not, not ultimately, Not not fully, not truly, yes, God is gracious enough to give us life in this life so to speak but you won't have eternal life not apart from God God is the only one who's mortal immortal and he has given us as mortals immortality but only through his son Jesus Christ in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind still in John chapter 1 if you skip on down a few more verses you find out about this a little bit more of this story you find out that Jesus Christ was actually rejected by a lot of people, his own people, in fact, the, the, uh, the, the Israelite um, nation, you know, the Israelites, the Jewish nation. He was rejected for the most part by them, but some people still did receive him. Some people did receive him. And those who received him, they are born of God. Uh, John says it like this, verses 9 through 14. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. This passage already tells us that, look, if we receive him, if we receive Jesus Christ, if we believe in his name, then we can become children of God. We can be born of God. And we see, of course, this wonderful verse in verse 14, that this word that has been talked about since verse one, this word is Jesus Christ. He became a human being. He made his dwelling place among us. He came from the Father. He is full of grace. He is full of truth. And we see in verse 18 that no one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father has made him known. So see, it is quite literally through Jesus Christ for which we can know our heavenly Father better, that he is in the closest relationship with the Father and he has chosen to enlighten us. He's chosen to allow us to become children of God to be able to be a child of God, to be able to have that that title, to have that relationship with our heavenly father. That's such a wonderful thing. And it all comes through Jesus Christ to those who receive him, to those who believe. We can become children of God. But that's not where it ends. In John, just a few chapters later, in John chapter three, we, we find out this. So I want you to notice this relationship between Jesus and this son and life. In John three thirty-five and 36, the Father loves the Son and has placed everything in his hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life for God's wrath remains on them. Obviously, we see the, this, this contrast here. We see the contrast between, well, you can have life or you can reject it. And if you reject it, then there is this wrath of God that does remain on those who reject the Son. So what we are called to do is we are called to believe in this son. We are called to have life through his son. That son, of course, is Jesus Christ. Make no mistake about that. Our faith in Jesus is critical. It's, it's necessary in order for us to have life eternal. I mean, I just want you to, to stop and try to imagine that for a moment. Because, you know, when you, when you stop and you think about your own life, no matter how old or how young you might be, at some point or another, we realize that there is going to be an end to life here on, on this planet like we're used to. But yet, the Bible speaks of having eternal life. Because, yes, even though you might experience death here in, in this life and on this earth, you have this gift for eternal life but it's given to only those who have faith in the Son. And whoever believes in the Son, whoever has faith in the Son has eternal life. A few chapters later as well. In John chapter five, now i want you to see this connection here and and just what all the father has given to his son jesus christ and what jesus christ does with that and notice the connection with life and all of it in john chapter 5 we're gonna go uh in verses 19 all the way down through verse 30 and i'm gonna read them uh, all all together because i believe it's an important um an important part that one just kind of leads into another So here we read this. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed. For just as the father raised the dead and gives life, gives them life, Even so, the Son gives life to whom he pleases to give it to. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but is crossed over from death to life. Very truly, I tell you, a time is coming and now has come when the dead will hear the voice of the son of god and those who hear will live for as the father has life in himself so he has granted the son also to have life in himself and he has given him authority to judge because he is the son of man do not be amazed at this for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out those who have done what is good will rise to live and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned by myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, for my judgment is just. For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. Isn't this a wonderful picture that we see about what it means to be a son of our heavenly father? What what it means to be the son of our heavenly father. And you know, within this, I can't help but of course see that there are some things that are only true about Jesus Christ because some of these things God doesn't, you know, I mean, he doesn't... Uh, give us all this ability in in order to judge and and has placed all this judgment upon he he doesn't give us all of those things however we can learn from this passage that the type of son that jesus was the type of obedience that he had before his heavenly father is the same type of son or daughter that we are called to be we are called to be that type of a child of god uh, that type of obedience to our god Because our father is the same as Jesus' father as well. We notice in verse 21 that the father has raised the dead and he gives life. And then now we see that 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 transfer of power, of life, has been also given to the son. I mean, the son himself, whenever they crucified him, what happened to him? He was raised up from the dead. He has life. He is the life. We also notice another way that we can receive life. In verse 24, it says that whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and has also crossed over from death to life. Isn't that a wonderful thing to think about? It's it's the same passage that we, or it's the same thought that we looked at in the other passage as well. It all comes down to, we are called to believe in the Son. We are called to believe in Jesus Christ. And whenever we believe in Jesus Christ, we can have eternal life. Verse 26, something that I didn't put in bold or underline right here, and I might fix it before I end up putting this on the video. But in verse 26, it says, For as the Father has life in himself. See, that's something beautiful about God has life. God is life. And God has given life to everything around us. Every living thing that we come in contact with. And I'm not talking about just humans. All of life nothing at all can exist without God. God is that powerful. God is that life. He is the original life who gave life to everything around us. We also see from this passage among so many others as well, there is going to be a time when it when which all of the dead it will rise up. Now it's our option as to how we Uh, choose to live our lives right now, as to what that day is going to be like for us. Because it can be, as verse 29 says, those who have done what is good will rise to live. It can mean life. Now, yes, that does mean that, that we will die. Yes, physically we will die, you know, unless the Lord returns before then. Yes, we will all die. But we have this hope through Jesus Christ, through his son, of eternal life. And if we have done what is good, what is pleasing before our Heavenly Father, then we can rise and be given life forever. I'll always have that. Now, we also have the other option as well. What happens to us if we reject his son? Well, by this point, I think it's been pretty plain because, I mean, we're just a few chapters into John, but we've seen it several times that it's, it's not well if you reject his son. But those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. You see this contrast here. All of the dead will rise, but what that day is going to be makes a difference as to how we we live our life right here, right now. Do you choose good? Do you choose evil? Do you choose life? Or do you choose to reject life? The choice is yours, but our Heavenly Father is life. He wants to give us life, and he wants to give us life eternal. There's still some more from John's gospel I want us to see about life, though. If you now look at these two passages here, and I want you to notice that Jesus says on two different occasions that he is the life. In John eleven, twenty five, which by the way, the context of this is Lazarus has died, and Jesus is stating something so wonderful because, you know, yes, in that chapter he does raise Lazarus from the dead, but one of the statements that he makes is, is Jesus said to her in verse twenty five, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. This is what life looks like. This is what that, that passage also was talking about. You know, we could rise uh, to live. Well, if we believe in Jesus, we will live, even if we do die. But then also in, in chapter 14, Jesus says the same type of thing as, as well. Again, there in verse six, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Do you want to be able to go to the father? Do you wanna be able to live forever? The only way to have that is by following the way of Jesus Christ, by following the truth of Jesus Christ and having this life that Jesus has freely given to each and every single one of us for all of us who will believe in him. We can live, even if we do die. We can still have that hope of life. Now, I want us to, to skip on a few more chapters again, and I want us to see a few words that Jesus prays about. Because in John chapter 17, Jesus prays and notice how he speaks about life right here in this prayer. In John 17, one through three, after Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come, glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those who you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I love passages like verse three that yes, although this is in a prayer, it teaches us such wonderful truths. And this truth that it teaches us is what does it mean to have eternal life? You know, we get this definition every once in a while that, that we kind of like. And here in verse three you have now this is eternal life. Okay. What is it? What eternal life is all about. And what it means is knowing God. He says, knowing the Father, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, who the Father has sent. So what does it mean to have eternal life? It means you know God, and you know Jesus Christ. Can those two things be said of you? Because if those two things can be said of you, if you know God, and if you know Jesus Christ, and if you believe in God, and if you believe in Jesus Christ, and if you follow this way of Christ, then you too can have eternal life. I want to remind you again, and we'll kind of end the same way with the same passage that we began with. It's at the end of John's gospel. John told us the reason why he wrote everything that he did, every single miracle, every single uh, conversation that he had. He wrote all of the events down that he did, and he recorded in John 20:31 why he did it. He said, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. I happen to think that life is a wonderful thing. Life is a wonderful gift of God, and we can have eternal life through the name of Jesus, the Messiah, the chosen one of God, the son of God. Does that describe you today? Because if it doesn't already, it can. We must believe in uh, his name in order to have this eternal life that he describes. That's why John wrote his gospel. That's why we proclaim this gospel message, is so that more and more people can have life. I hope that you have chosen the pathway of life, and I hope that you have chosen to share the pathway of life with those people around you. Help me, dear Lord, as I
1: journey below More of thy wisdom and sweetness to know to draw closer to thee, closer, dear Lord, closer, dear Shine, and my faith never dim. A living example to those in.